0: Welcome to Season 6 of the Fire Trainer Podcast, Episode 24, published on February 13th, 2024. We're part of the network of podcasts. In this episode, we'll be talking to Brent Dix about an upcoming class he's hosting for the International Association of Law Enforcement Instructors. Remember, help us reach other instructors by sharing his podcast with them and giving us a five-star rating in your favorite app. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Farm Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. Remember, as a certified instructor, and listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Palm Pepper Spray. Palm has been an innovator in pepper spray technologies for several generations and continues to deliver the best formula and the best delivery system. Palm sells inert, water filled Units for instructors to utilize in training scenarios to help students understand the delivery system and train for those defensive scenarios. Palm is available in belt clip, keychain, and snap quick release systems. Palm is the smallest half-ounce personal carry unit available on the market. Palm's flip-top dispensing system raises the standard for performance and safety with the strongest legal formula in 10 seconds of continuous spray or 20 half-second burst. Learn more and buy your unit at PalmPepperspray dot com. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearms instructor America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Instructor Bravo from Bravo Tactical. Thank you for coming back on the podcast, Instructor Bravo, and sharing your knowledge with our audience. No, thank you for having me. Can you give us a uh, quick rundown of kind of what you do for those listeners that haven't listened to you in season five yet?
1: Yeah. Hey. So. um so at Bravo Tactical, what we do is we are we are a more advanced instructor um, training and certification company. So we do um, we specifically uh, take like content from the law enforcement industry and other um, working sectors, and we understand the needs and demands. Right, the big one I think is demands of the. Ah, uh, private, what I call the CCW domain, the concealed carry weapon instructor, right? The average um CCW instructor out there. and we um we take we take a look at the needs and demands from that industry, and we we modify that curriculum to best um, work with the that specific domain and and we launch the content. and I're really the only ones out in the industry that I know of to do this. We have courses like intermediate and advanced instructor, um, uh, tactical firearms engagement instructor. We're getting ready to launch soon a, uh, a C instructor, which that curriculum literally comes from um, our friends at Fletzy, the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. So um, so we partner with these organizations. We utilize their curriculum. We do extensive um Review of it, modification of it, and um, like to like what I said is fill the demands and the needs of the uh, CCW domain instructors. And then, of course, we do end user courses as well, both in handgun, carbine. Uh, this year, we launched a executive protection operations course, which is a six day long course. Meeting um, a lot of states don't have a mandated uh, certification to work as a as an EPA agent but uh, this one does meet the um, department of justice out in virginia's requirements so um for, to get a certification to actually work in that industry and and we we've got other other things working in the pipeline to uh to launch to the industry both to the end user but our primary focus is um is instructors right
0: Cool. well maybe I have to have you back on talk about the executive protection uh, training program uh, once that gets uh, going going this summer and such? But um, today we're going to talk about one that you've got coming up uh, this spring that I took uh, with you back in uh, 2018, I think it was. It's it's been quite a while, but it's it's a course from the International Association of Law Enforcement Fire Instructors, and is their fire instructor certif- uh, certification for it, which as um, as a lot of words but I found it to be very, uh, interesting. I think, uh, listeners will find out as we talk about it, why I felt it was so interesting. Um, first of all, uh, can you go along and tell us, uh, when is your course, uh, when is the course be, uh, being scheduled?
1: Yeah. So the course is, uh, May 20th through the, um, 24th. So it is a five day long course. That's a Monday through Friday.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, as most people are probably thinking in the back of their minds, that's that's a long time, and it's like, yes, it is. And uh, you'll yeah. spend the mornings in the classroom, the afternoons on the range, and the evenings on a computer, which uh, yeah. is which <laughs> which is actually, which is exactly the way um, it it runs for. Uh, but tell us, Brent, in your in your own words, why you think uh, you know instructors should should come to or consider coming to uh, this training.
1: Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan as a law enforcement officer myself. I'm a huge fan of um, the LE style method of instruction. Now, what does that mean? Well, right out the gate, when a law enforcement officer or someone who's going into uh, be an LE firearms instructor, there's generally no con- canned content, right? There's nothing. There's no pre-made PowerPoint. There's no pre-made Ah, uh, range drills. It, um, you know, the res- so the whole premise of the course is built on getting you the skills and the abilities to be able to understand how to create your own content and understanding training progression, uh, course development, and creating curriculum. Right, that's kind of the premise of it all. Um, the other thing that that is is really good about it is is that. You're looking at it slightly uh, while, you know, running a firearm, running a handgun, keeping that up, going in a fight, targeting zones. You know, these are these, you know, training methodologies. These are pretty much all the same. Right. But the one thing that's that's I think that is nice about this is that you're looking at it slightly from a different perspective. Right. Um. They don't get so much into, they don't really get too much into the, you know, um arresting powers and things like that. It's, that's kind of not covered. So from, from that, pers- that difference between a, a CCW <clears throat> um, concealed carry weapon holder versus law enforcement, um you know, the training doesn't really cover that, that, that subtlety, right? It's looking at <clears throat> a deadly force assault, right. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, and how to survive it. Right. So uh,
0: and, and how to work with your, the tool in hand, which is the firearm and that's what exactly. the focus of the one exactly. week is.
1: And and the nice thing too, I think another, another great thing is, is it's a good opportunity for, for people out in the industry, you know, for us CCW domain instructors that work with the general public to actually come in and spend some trigger time, with the, uh, with law enforcement community. And as you remember back when, when you took the course, you know, some, it was a SWAT guy there and he was just like, I'm never trained with the, you know, Civilians. The, the word civilian. I don't like using that term because law enforcement civilian too, right? Unless you're, okay. you're serving no. in a military capacity as well. But uh, but that's that was what he said. I, I've never trained with civilians, and I was just really impressed with the uh, with the you know the civilian instructors here. And um, so I think it, it it brings a good mix. Some of the some of the things that ILFE is also doing is um, they're they're looking because they do allow um, CCW instructors, whether you're NRA or USCCA or some other national. Um, instructor certification they allow them to come in right it's not something where you have to work in law enforcement or be retired or prior to come in and do right as long as you are a um, a CCW instructor through a national organization you can you can sign up and, and you can come
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I think um, you know one of the things that I felt was really good to see was one, what the law enforcement goes through training, um, to being able to build your own, your own, um, curriculum, uh, you, you get, a sh- you get to build your own exercise and build tested on the range with the rest of the students, which is one of those things where you, you don't have weeks or anything. You've got to go through and, you know, determine what your objective is and how you're going to achieve that, uh, objective with the range. And you get, you're getting critiqued by you know national level law enforcement instructors. And, you know, the point you brought up on the SWAT commander went along and said he was impressed with the CCW instructors. I think it, it helps to, you know, break down some of those walls to where they, you know, he, you know, them and us, where they actually understand that a lot of the civilian, a lot of the non-law enforcement instructors seek so got me catching myself there, uh, on that. But the non-law <laughs> enforcement instructors uh, have a lot of good information have a lot of good skill to them to where they weren't the ones that were, you know, shooting all over the place. In fact, in a lot of cases, um, a lot of the instructors was actually shooting better than the law enforcement, which, you know, in some respects, when you're a concealed carry instructor, you are teaching people to do concealed carry. You are, you know, focused much more on the firearm than anything else. When you're a police officer, you get about one week out of a 10 week academy where you are going to go along and learn how to run a pistol, a shotgun, and a rifle all you know during that time frame. So except for your, your personal time that you take to go shoot or the time that you go back for your annual uh, recertification, you might not get a whole lot of uh, trigger time for it, where in contrast to a you know, CCW instructor, you might be getting it several times a month. And that's one of those things where that was a, a big uh, eye-opener for me doing it. The other eye-opener was, and I said that you spend your nights on a computer because they would actually give you homework. You would be building your own exercise, but one of the things that really got got to me or made me understand a little bit more were the they gave us actual court cases, Supreme Court cases, just like uh, Tennessee versus Garland, that when you research it and look into it, you start understanding why law enforcement training is so important that having an objective to your training and having measurable results are so important because these are the court cases that drove the need for that kind of training and tracking for law enforcement, uh, a long time ago. Um, even from the standpoint, I forget what the court case was and, you know, it's been six years since we took the course, but the one where they, they, the Supreme court said there was a duty for the, uh, jailers to, to have basic first aid knowledge and such because somebody died in their custody and that's one of those things where we take it for granted now but these were all cases back in the 60s and 70s that were really ground uh shaking uh cases that have shaped law enforcement ever since
1: yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah so this is going to be a very interesting one so uh, bravo tactical is hosting this it's going to be at the deer creek conservation club in jonesboro indiana and um i'll actually be co-teaching this one with ken farron ken Ken farron is um is one of the training directors at ilfe so um they've asked me to um to co-teach a course this year, and then starting in 2025, I'll actually be lead instructing, um, the firearms instructor course for ILFE, um, and starting in 2025. So it's going to be, a, a very good course, you know,
0: yeah, um, yeah, and, I
1: picked, I picked the range. So it, it's, it's a very nice facility, very nice facility.
0: Good. And if anybody wants to go along here, Ken, Ken was on season one. And one of the things I had him come on and talk about was developing your own curriculum and you know, what the needs for it, have an objective and how you're going to meet those objectives. So you can get a little bit of insight on what that, on some of the course material that you'll be getting taught over these five days and the camaraderie, the connections within the industries, uh, is, is well worth the time to invest in my opinion.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, you can, it seems like, you know, in my path of being an instructor, There are there are courses that I take, right? We always are looking. I think most instructors are looking for, you know, the next instructor certification or the next instructor development course that they're going to. And I I think I personally think that there are there's a lot to choose from, and some courses you get you get more nuggets than others, right? You get, and of course, what dictates you know, what you find valuable in a course or how much you find valuable in a course is basically your own experience, right? How, how seasoned you are, how experienced you are, how much you know already. And if you've never been to a law enforcement instructor certification course before, you know, <clears throat> this is definitely um, a great place to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of them out there. That organizations that have very specific mandates, I right? see so if you think about the, the, you know, I, um, some of the other two big ones that I'm thinking of, um, it, it's just not an option for a civilian or, mm-hmm. you know, public sector CCW instructor to go to, if, if you're not working in law enforcement if you're not um, through a licensed security guard agency in your state that's going to write a letter for you, uh, you're, you're not going, right? And so ILFE, I always thought this was what one of the things I really liked about ILFE was that they have a little bit more of an open door policy, right? So the only thing you need for this is obviously your CCW instructor certification from USCCA, NRA, or another national you know, type organization, and you need sponsorship. And, and there's a sponsorship, is just putting my name in there, right? And uh, so anybody's interested in, in uh, signing up for this course, you know, just feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at brett at bravotacticalinc.com or you can call me on my cell phone at 812-900-2521. And I'll help you navigate getting enrolled
0: Mm -hmm. yes brett was the uh person who went along and sponsored me when i joined and i've been uh, a member ever since Uh, ilf also does an annual training conference i have not been able to make it to one of those yet but they do have a magazine that comes out a couple times a year that has uh good information to it um which is uh one of the things where i'm always looking for is you know information on you know new techniques new ways of uh, reviewing and looking things um and and that's where it gets very very um valuable from my standpoint and that's where our guest the other uh the other week brian brian c smith who we talked about qualified versus certified uh he wrote that article for aleffy and i saw the article there on Aleffy. And that's one reason I reached out to him and w- went along and, and got him on the podcast. Cause I thought it was good for all the instructors, listeners out there to think about, you know, am I just certified or have i done the work to become qualified to teach a topic? Yeah. What, uh, what supplies do I need if I'm going to be coming to this? Cause you know, quite honestly, when I went, it's a law enforcement course. So it's going to be a Probably a lot more structured. I'm going to be on a nicer range than what I'm used to uh, working on uh, outdoors. Different things. Uh, you know, they've got nice mowed grass. A lot of the law enforcement uh, ranges I've been on, uh, some have them have them. You know, astroturfed on it and such. But uh, specifically, what kind of supplies as a uh, non-law enforcement instructor should uh, should I be thinking about getting together to make this course worthwhile?
1: Yeah, so definitely I think you know you're going to want to um you're going to want to bring a notepad. That's a big one, right? Cuz there's a lot of notes to take, a laptop. Um, generally there's the ability to do some some printing nearby. I'll probably bring a a printer with me as well. But um I do believe it's like a thousand rounds. Um you're gonna to want to bring some form of outside the waistband. So when you go to their website, which is ilfe.com, you'll be able to look at it and see the list. remember, it is a law enforcement organization. So they're saying duty belt. That doesn't necessarily mean you need a duty belt. Right? There, but what you're gonna need is an outside the waistband holster, right? If you have a if you have um a, a battle belt, that's the same kind of configuration and design as a, as a duty belt, that would be fine as well. I believe when, when I did mine, I didn't have a battle belt at that time. I'm always kind of on the, the back end of buying stuff, right? So, (laughs) uh, so mine was just, you know, it was a, a a Kydex holster that uh, was outside the waistband threaded through my belt, right? A couple of mag pouches on me. But um no, you know what I did, I did have my duty belt on, that's right. I was at the sheriff's office at the time. I did have mm-hmm. that. but there's a lot of courses that I've attended where I necessarily don't don't have like an outer belt system. That's not a uh, an absolute mandate. What they are looking for is something outside the waistband. Um, thousand rounds, obviously you're you're I would you know electronic ear Pro, especially if 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 you're an older guy like me, and your hearing's not as good. You're, you're going to want to hear because it's going to be a pretty full class, and we spread them out. You know, everybody spread out pretty far. If you remember that, Rob. Um, so, electronic hearing pro is going to be great. Your your ear pro, um, anything that's necessary because you know we we got we got a job to do, right? So might be might be out there. You might be out there on the, on the range in the rain. Right. The only time we don't go out there is if what, Rob? Lightning. Lightning. You got it. <laughs> or,
0: or tornadoes that's, and things like that. Being, being that's in right. May, that's might, right. Might any kind of but, any kind know. of
1: dangerous uh, weather. But otherwise, if it's sunny or rainy, it doesn't matter. We're training. So, but you know, you can feel free to go to their website and and check it out. If you got any questions about gear, you get basically what it is. Is here how I look at it. Is if if you sit there and you say. Oh, well, that's a no-go for me, right? Because, you know, I I can't, I can't, I don't have that. I can't do that. Give me a call, right? Send me a text, shoot me an email, okay? Contact me. Biggest thing is we all, we all, and I understand this, we all see, I can see one thing and I see, hey, that's great, piece of cake. And then someone else sees it and that's like, oh, that's a barrier, right? That's something that's going to prohibit me from doing this you know, call me up, talk to me about it. Let me break down that barrier. You know, I got a lot of gear. I got a lot of equipment. I got multiple, you know, duty belts. I mean, I've got holsters. There's a lot that I have as well outside of this. Plus, if you just got any general question about it, right, make sure to um, to give me a call. Plus, if you if you are going to sign up, get, get in contact with me anyways, because I, I want to know that you're coming. I want to know who you are. I want to chat with you, get to know you a little bit. Um and I, I'm going to send you the qual, right? There is a qualification, you remember it, Rob, right? Yep. So I've got the, I've got the qual. It's not on their website. I'll I'll give it to you, I'll, you know, get on the phone, I'll get your email and I'll email that to you so you know the qual before you get there and you can train the qual. Right? I mean, you got to set yourself up for success any chance you can. Don't just show up and uh Cause they're going to do the qual on day one and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, some magical, um, super arduous, hard, difficult John wick, you know, kind of qualification. It's just a standard police qual, but, um, you get, you, you know, you want to smoke it, Yeah, right? you want to guess would- it up. You want to burn it down.
0: <laughs> so. yep. I, I can't, I came back to lefty and I took their master instructor development, uh, course. And the one thing that was really interesting about that, we actually had a law enforcement officer who did not pass the qualification on day one, which was, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. So he had the rest of the time to sit there and just watch everybody because, uh, that's, he just couldn't pass the call. And so they are very serious about it. And to your point, Brent, if you've got any questions about your, your ability to execute it, then get to the range practice get out and make sure that you can smoke it without any question at all. Because if you don't pass it, I can tell you, um, Ken is very strict about it. And that's, uh, for everybody's safety and for the, uh, you know, just for the course to run properly.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I, I remember a long time ago, you know, I was, I was doing the PT test for another law enforcement agency. I mean, this maybe it was in the, maybe the late nineties, and, um, in, in the state that I was taking it, everybody came to a testing center. It didn't matter what agency you were testing for. You, you went to this main testing area and and there must've been a hundred people there at least. And, and I remember seeing this guy and when it came to the sit-ups, he couldn't do a single sit-up, not one. Now I'm not, I'm not judging him, I'm not dogging him because uh, you know that had the only thing that I thought of was didn't you even try to do one? I mean you you knew what the PT test was gonna be. How do you not even try one? Because you know, they charge for the test too. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, I that's why I don't I don't understand people that that go to courses. There's a qualification and they don't practice it. Now, granted, not every organization publishes a qual. I, I get that. Right. I know, but I, I don't know if they still do, but back in the day, SIG, SIG had a qual and they just would not publish it. It was like top secret classified until you got there, right? Because they didn't watch training the qual. But when anybody, you know, publishes the qual, you know, you should be able to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to remember too, a qual is a minimum standard. And a qual is not something to prove your excellence or that everyone is top tier. <clears throat> it is just a minimum standard, but so many people stress over qualifications. And if you're one of those, like I used to be, now I, I don't I don't stress it. And the reason why I don't stress it is because I train them. Right? I train, I train the qual. I make sure that I can pass the qual before I even go. And that, so I I never, never stress them anymore. And then two, I think anytime you're getting ready to go take training, it's, it's time for you to go burn up 400, 500 rounds, you know, get, get yourself a program, get out there, start practicing on one shot speed draws, start practicing on reloads, start practicing on distance, start adding, you know, hammer drills. Um, Mag dumps, things, things like that, and and know yourself, right? Know what kind of what the try to determine what your expectations are going to be in the class for skills, and then start practicing those things. Got to brush up because you know we all we all don't train, you know, on a regular consistent basis. It's time and opportunity to do so. Allows it, so that sometimes, once in a while, we might have a couple month lag that we're not that we're not running the you know a gun ourselves and training hard ourselves all by ourselves. And yeah. I stopped. I got I got friends there. Hey, you're going to the range? Can I go with you? My neighbors and friends in the area, and I I don't let them come with me anymore. The reason is I end up just teaching them because they're asking mm-hmm. me questions. Hey, can you help me with this and that? And so when I go train, no, it's me, man. And I don't even go to the range locally. I drive two hours away to the range that we're going to in Jonesboro. I drive two hours. I got my trailer. I got my eight-pack steel target system and I my tent, everything canopy. And I go for the day. I am gone for the day and I'll, and I'll burn 800 rounds. That's my time. No one goes with me, right? So- Some of you out there, you're probably a lot more um, disciplined on having the time. But, you know, I I train, you know, from Anaheim, California to Virginia Beach, as far south as Amarillo, Texas, and uh, southern Michigan. So it's I'm traveling, you know, a lot. And you know how it is. The more you teach, the less you get to train on your own. So you always got to make sure that you're giving the you time, time for yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. And one of the things, I mean, I tell my instructors, I tell my students, make time to practice because shooting is a perishable skill. Your ability to grip and draw your pistol confidently isn't going to, is not going to be there if you haven't drawn it, you know, in the last, you know, week or two. And that's where, you know, dry fire at home, becomes very important to stay sharp. You know, we've just went through a polar vortex here in the Midwest. Well, Probably not too many people wanted to be out there when it was, you know, two and three degrees shooting, but you could dry fire at home. And then when it warms up, you can take the time to go to the range and do some live fire uh, drills to make sure, you know, you're, everything's still working properly. And like you said, you got to make some you time for when you're not trying to you know train other people, you're actually trying to go along and get better. And it may even behoove you to find an instructor buddy and ask them to go out there with you to critique what you're doing. Yeah, because <laughs> you know sometimes you go along. Like, do you realize that you're doing this when you're drawing? And it's like I had no idea. And they can point it out. You know, as long as they they know what they're supposed to be looking for, they can really help you. You know, maybe shave off that you know half a second on your draw, or go along and help you when it comes to what your grip looks like. You know, it feels good, but wait a minute, you keep you keep throwing your shots high into the right. Uh, maybe it's because of the way you're gripping it and get getting it higher on higher on the beaver tail. All of a sudden, makes it come right back into, into focus on how you should be shooting it. I've, I've had it before to where I know how to shoot. I can shoot the lights out, but all of a sudden something happens that my hand forgets what I'm supposed to be doing. And what do I do? I go back and slow down snail's pace to make sure I'm doing everything the way I should, and then start speeding back up again. And it comes back, but it's so frustrating when it happens because it's normally in front of other people. And then you got to say, okay, wait a minute. You know, that's, I know what I got to do and let's just do it and start off. Yeah, slow and it's
1: it is really easy to forget you when you are teaching. Right. And that was one of the things I started noticing some time ago and, and I just started booking it. I so saw at near the end of the year, that's when, if I haven't by Christmas, signed up for around 2,500 bucks worth of classes at minimum for the next year, then, um, it's time to get busy. Right. Uh, And I'm not just looking for, you know, instructor courses. I'm, I'm looking for training with, you know, better instructors that I've never trained before, right. To go in and learn and watch, not just from a student perspective, but from an instructor perspective as well, Mm -hmm. you know, um to see how they verbalize things how do they articulate watch the students reactions you know and and gain insight into teaching and teaching methodology on top of the skills right and then, and then overall enjoy yourself you know and take the time and that's take the time to be a student right as well where let them do the work let them feed you and that's a very rewarding feeling Mm-hmm. When you're definitely. not the one constantly having to give, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or definitely. Well, thank you for your time. First, but uh, we've been asking all our guests in season six here. What would you like to be remembered for when you pass away? Got a got a good <laughs> answer for that?
1: It's funny that you bring that up because it just I was teaching up in Wisconsin right in December you know, so last month and, um, I don't, we got on this topic, right. And I, and I said, you know, because my passion is, is helping the CCW instructor get better. That's the whole, the whole premise, the whole reason Bravo Tactical exists and is growing is to help the CCW instructor get better, to give them information that, it in, for most people isn't can't even be attained, right? Because those courses are closed, and but yet delivered in a method that their expectations are there. But I, I mean, I, I just you know we were talking about this. You know, it might sound like a little bit morbid topic, but we were talking about our you know what you know our 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 lives and and our deaths and and um and I just said you know my most important thing that I think which I won't be able to see right but (laughs) at my funeral right is to have a lot of instructors at my funeral people that I have impacted that I have that have seen that I've given them value that I've 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 given my all to them, everything that I've learned that I travel to learn and, and compile together. Um, to me, I think just being remembered as as one who really contributed to the industry just for the sake of making the overall concealed carry holder better. Right? Cause I always thought that if I, I could teach a lot of students, but if I teach instructors that are teaching students, you know, I can magnify the impact that I have on the community and that's mm-hmm. what drives me to do what I do.
0: Yep. Well, same type of thing. We're, uh, we're not making millions, but we are hopefully t- touching a lot of people and when you're can instruct instructors, you are magnifying that and hopefully. Uh, in our lifetime, we can make a million people uh, safer and more, uh, you know, more aware of their surroundings and be able to defend themselves and the, the lives of their family members. So as, as I go along and tell everybody when I'm teaching, uh, there's, if you knew, you know, something was going to happen tonight, you'd be ready for it. If you did, you know, when you, Crime is going to happen when the criminal decides and that's where you need to realize that you got to be prepared no matter what time it is, no matter what the weather is or where you're at, or because they get to choose that timing. You don't.
1: Yeah. And, you know, too, I think that, you know, when we come across people's lives and, you know, we get opportunities, maybe it's a a mini class or maybe it's just um, meeting someone at a social event and, you know. It, it's kind of like everybody. Everybody is in a different, let's say, training adoption life cycle, right? So you may do a mini class, and in the mini class, you're talking about it, you know more training because you understand the value of it, right? Mm-hmm. And they might they might not jump on that, you know, and you wonder what's wrong with me? Why why are these people not getting it? But they're all at a different stage, and you know, you're just planting seeds, and those seeds can take a while to grow. And then something can happen in their life, or they meet another person, or three years goes down the road, and someone they know gets into an altercation. And now now they they the what the little seed you planted begins to grow and they 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 begin to see the need, the need for the skill. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's because you you were part of that 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 planting seed cycle. And we can't we just can't forget that 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 happens. And it happens, it happens with instructors to instructors and instructor to student.
0: Yes. Well, Brent, uh, Brent, where can people find out more information about you and the ILFE course that's coming to Indiana in May? Yeah. So,
1: you know, it's ILFE.com, I-A-L-E-F-I.com. You can go there. You click on the drop down for training. You go, you can go straight to firearms instructor course. You can read about that there. There is a register now button there. There's also when you go to the training drop down, you can go to training course calendar. And then you can scroll over to May and you'll see, you'll see it right there. And then it'll say firearms instructor course, Jonesboro, Indiana. And you can click on that and, and that'll take you to, um, to the page and you, there's another click to reg- or register for this event. Like I said, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be, you know, you got to become a member to actually attend the course. So um there is a, a form for you to fill out to become a member. And when you become a member, you're gonna need to send in your else, you know, you can mail them or email it to them. You can call their number as well at 603 524. 8787 it's plastered all over their website if you want to look at it later that phone number but you can call them as well but you're going to need to get them a copy of your certificate and then um in, in the in there's a sponsor area who's sponsoring you to become a member that's where you'll just put my name in there and they know I'm hosting the course they know, know I'm a teacher instructor there this year so um it, it should not be a problem um mm-hmm. but please even before you do that, just reach out to me. Right. Cause yeah. I'm sure we're not answering everybody's questions in this, in this little talk here right now. Right. So I don't expect people just to be like, oh, wow, great. I'm just going to go sign up for five days and take vacation time to go do this without getting more, more questions answered to see if it's right for you. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of, you know, let's talk about Rob. Let's talk about the number one question I get. Does this mean I'm going to be able to teach law enforcement? Right. That's the biggest question I get when I talk. When mm-hmm. I, when I, Over the years, when I talk to CCW instructors about this, well, let's just chat about that for a split second. So what does that mean? Yes, you are a certified law enforcement firearms instructor. But even in my state, in the state of Indiana, right, this isn't how it is with all states. The state of Indiana has what's called ILEA, the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy. Now, the number one thing that if you're wanting to train law enforcement, they do not want to train generally, not all, but if you're going to train law enforcement, they want what's called in-service credits. For that Because every state will have a mandated minimum amount of training in firearms per year. That in order to stay certified as a law enforcement officer, they need to meet the hours. Well, mm-hmm. in in Indiana, um, you in order to be an instru- in order for an instructor to be able to fill out the form, submit it to ILEA with all the officers' names on it and their PSID number to get credit added to and tracked at ILEA, you gotta be an ILEA certified firearms instructor. So in my state, going to an ILEFI course isn't gonna make it, you know, yes, you're gonna be a law enforcement firearms instructor, but if they're wanting to get credit for to in-service training, uh, that's not good, that's gonna be a no-go. Right, mm-hmm. a lot of states don't have that requirement. Right, they accept ILFE like Ohio. Right, and that's why it was real big. You know, I, you and I went to Opa, Opata in uh, mm-hmm. Ohio and did it. In um, other states, plus two, we, we got to be realistic. You know, um, cops generally want to get trained by cops unless you're mm-hmm. an expert in the industry, like you know Rob Vogel. Um, 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 Rob Howe, right? There's there's a lot of other people in the industry that have um, that their their uh, their pedigree is out there and people know them, but it doesn't mean you you won't be able to, right? So it just it just means you got to check with your state if if you're yeah. wanting to specifically start marketing your business towards training law enforcement. Yeah. Um, another another good way. For instructors out there, right? Let's say you are listening and you're like, oh, I want my business to start teaching law enforcement, and I've never been in law enforcement. Well, get certified as a law enforcement firearms instructor. Do you know do you know someone who works in law enforcement that's a firearms instructor in your area? Right? And and there maybe even like if I was to do this in Indiana. I I would reach out to one who's ILEA certified Um, in your state. You could reach out to one and you can say, hey, do you want to do you want to co-teach with me? And then start offering courses for law enforcement and Mm -hmm. bring in some law enforcement officers to help you teach the course to bring that that relationship from law enforcement officer to, you know, instructor to law enforcement officers, bring that relationship in, and and do that for a while. Gain that experience, gain credibility within the industry. As you mm-hmm. you know, maybe not your name, but your company's name, as an LE training company in the area. Right. Remember, we don't have to teach all our classes. Right. I mean, we just don't. Right. We can pull in. You know, I last year I hired two new instructors. I hired Dan. Dan has retired twenty years. In the Navy, eighteen with the Seal uh, with Seal Team, and ten with Seal Team Six, and then I hired Mark, and Mark is a thirty-one year police veteran, still working in law enforcement today. I mean, he's been everything from hostage negotiations to SWAT commander to running the Illinois Police Academy. You know, so um, to bring other talent in, so it's just not a one-person show you know but yep. i think that's the biggest question i got and you know like that that probably still won't answer can i teach law enforcement in my area but you know for everybody out there but hey you know as you can tell i like to talk so if anybody's got any questions give me a call um if i can't chat with you right at that moment leave a voicemail or send me a text and say hey uh, instructor bravo this is so and so from you know such and such state uh, when can you chat um but you know I'll spend as much time on the phone with you as needed so you can make the best uh, decision for yourself. Yeah.
0: And I've included Brett's uh, contact information, both for the course coming up in May, as well as his email and phone number in case you would like to reach out to him and uh, have those conversations.
1: Yeah. Also too, you know, go check out my website, bravotacticalinc.com. See what we're doing. You know, we've got, we've got a lot launching out this year. Um, you know, with our EP course, we're working on a red dot instructor certification course. We've got, um, we're launching a triple instructor course. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's endless what we can do as instructors, um, out there. You know, it's not just teaching the basics and all, if all you do right now is teach the basics, you know, um, thank you. Thank you. Because you are the meat and potatoes of this industry. You know, you're getting people interested, you're teaching them about safety, marksmanship, you're getting them the, you know, a defensive uh, mar- uh, uh, mental capacity growing with things like situational awareness, um, the combative human factors like perceptual narrowing, auditory exclusion, visual, um, uh, tunnel vision, face restrictions. So, do a great job, but you know, if you're also thinking about what can I do next, what's that next level? Look at our intermediate certified firearms instructor program. You know, we did our pilot launch uh late last summer. We're revamping the program now. We're going to be offering it again this summer. Um, the biggest thing you got to remember is is yeah, we're a business, we're in business, right? But our prices, I, I you find it very hard pressed to find anything else just from a per day cost cheaper than us. And the content that we deliver is um it it's 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 fantastic. Yeah I mean it's just and so but if if you're thinking about I want to start running the next level training courses for my customers that would be the intermediate certified mm-hmm. instructor program. And um so there's there's a lot man it's just there's so yeah. much going on in the industry Rob, isn't there?
0: Yep, there is. And that's where, check out the show notes, call Brent if you got questions, uh, check out his uh, website and everything. And uh, I think we'll probably have you on again talking about the executive protection course, because uh, that's one of those things is being, you know, firearm enthusiasts and things like that. I might be, you know, interested, you know, in doing something like that. Maybe we'll have to see with all my other hobbies. (laughs) So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a bang up course, man. I yeah. mean, yeah, we'll we'll get together soon and do one for that. Yeah, that would be okay.
0: really good. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll see you, Brent. Have a good one. Have a good night. That's a wrap for this episode. And I hope if you don't have your training schedule all filled up right now with weekends, that uh you go along consider going to uh Brent's class there. Uh it should be very informative. As you can tell, I've gone through it before. And I found the information valuable uh, for the civilian firearm trainer to understand a little bit more about how uh, law enforcement views things and a little bit more deeper understanding about how uh, just encounters work and uh, good, solid firearm training for you. If you're searching for information, don't forget to search our website, www.firearmtrainerpodcast.com and use the search feature in the upper right-hand corner. If you have questions for me suggestions email me at ftp at don't forget to follow us on facebook and live fire for the discussion there we've had some good discussions on live fire uh, ever since uh, mike seeklander was on and uh, appreciate the interaction over there that is a uh, 2 a friendly uh platform so we can talk about things and ask questions and maybe uh we get us uh and in other places, but it works. Don't forget, visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor uh, insurance. Remember, establishing your business was the first step. Take the next step in getting FTA coverage and use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every firearm instructor in America dedicates time, energy, in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Conceal Carry Inc. and concealcarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.